The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another pop-up episode of Bear With Me as the Bears have just selected at pick number 163, Kendall Vildor, a cornerback, which I've got to tell you, as somebody who, again, doesn't know much about these picks and couldn't be more excited to have EJ Snyder and Jacob Infante on with me, strikes me as a bit odd because that means that the Bears now have Kyle Fuller, Jalen Johnson, both of those are great, Buster Screen, Duke Shelley, and Kendall Vildor all on the same squad, which when you add people like Artie Burns, Kevin Tolliver, that seems like a lot of cornerbacks. So I'll turn it over to EJ first. What do you think of the pick? And does it signal anything for other players on the roster? It's a little bit surprising, not because Vildor's a bad player. I like Kendall Vildor, Georgia Southern cornerback, definitely a heavy slot, um, heavy nickel, if you want to call him that. True slot cornerback, a little bit undersized, but built very, very solidly and will support against the run, which I know the Bears love. So it's not that I don't like the player. It's a bit odd just having invested a draft pick in a guy like Duke Shelley last year and really sliding him into the slot to be the understudy to a guy you brought in a free agency, Buster Screen, feels a little bit like it's not a position of need. And I wonder what the Bears saw that they really loved in Vilder as opposed to some of the other guys on the board. Now, down the board, in the fifth round, sixth round, we're really talking about players that are um, their lottery tickets. They're going to need to contribute on special teams. I think Builder can do that for sure. He certainly certainly shows that kind of mentality. And it's just an interesting pick as of mm, not sure overall in a team building strategy that the Bears needed it. Maybe they're a little less high on Shelley than I am. But uh, that's the only surprising thing as a player. I think he's really good. And maybe the Bears are just looking to fill out that defensive back depth um to a level that's greater than what i thought they needed to so that's that's about it certainly i see matt waldman just recently tweeted that the bears got a press corner in kendall vildor which sounds about as pagano as it gets so who knows maybe there's a bit of a change of the guard there but that would be a little unusual jacob what do you think of the pick I'll be honest, I didn't expect this coming, especially considering the Bears drafted Jalen Johnson in the second round. I was expecting if they were going to address the secondary, they'd look a little bit more towards the safety position. Uh, So Vilder at this stage is a little bit surprising, but I do like his skill set. I think he's a solid athlete. I really love the swagger and the mentality that he has. Uh, Like EJ said, I think he's going to be able to contribute on special teams right away. Uh, He's a physical guy. He's not afraid of making contact and fighting through uh, tight windows to make a play on the ball and also 
close in downhill on a ball carrier, jump a route. I think that that's going to be really interesting because I, th- I could see a bit of Buster screen in this game. Uh, EJ, you mentioned he can play in the nickel, which I think would be a good fit for him at the next level. I could see him potentially playing on the outside as well. Uh, if injuries were to come up, I think he could offer a little bit of versatility there. Uh, but I do like him as that physical uh, nickel type of position. And I think that he's going to fit well with the scheme. I admittedly don't know, again, with the positional value. I think there were bigger needs available uh, on the Bears roster that they could have addressed, uh, potentially wide receiver or a safety or an offensive lineman. But I do think that Vilder is a talented player. He's a good fit for what the Bears are looking for at the cornerback position. And I think that uh, he's going to be a very valuable special teamer right away, and he'll offer some versatility uh, as a backup as well. Now, you just said something there, Jacob, which I got to tell you is exactly how I feel. It's a bit surprising that now if we go through and we look at the draft picks that the Bears have had so far, all four of them, which is a bit unusual to say, pick 167, but hey, we knew it was coming, right? We have Cole Kmet and three defensive players on a team that I would have gone into this draft saying that we needed more offensive help than we did defensive help. Am I alone in that? Or is this something that you would have said that you might have expected coming into this draft? Yeah, admittedly, I was, I'm kind of surprised that the Bears haven't attacked the offensive side of the ball a little bit more, uh, especially given the fact that they don't have a lot of firepower there right now. I guess they're trusting their offensive line coach, Juan Castillo, a bit to kind of, you know, bring these offensive linemen back to their uh, performance from 2018. And, I mean, we'll see what happens if they target any late-round guys that they want to develop going forward. But I'm honestly surprised that they haven't gone with an offensive lineman yet. Uh, I guess they're waiting a little bit later for a receiver. I think that there are a handful of talented guys that they could still get. Uh, But I am a bit surprised from a positional standpoint that they went with a cornerback here. Uh, I mean, like I said, I'm a fan of the player. Uh, I like what he brings to the table. It's just a little bit surprising that they haven't targeted the offensive side of the ball a little bit more. What do you think, EJ? Is this a surprise to you? Um, In terms of it being a nickel corner, yeah. In terms of addressing defense, uh, in terms of balance with offense, overall the number of picks, I I think you have to play the board. And the Bears did have needs on defense. Look, Nick Kwiatkowski left, Nick Williams left. They were down on safeties in terms of who they had under contract. Really, once they brought Deion Bush back, they only still only had three safeties under contract. So, the defensive side of the ball, although it was good last year, NFL teams are year to year, and the defense did need some help. So I'm not terribly surprised. I am a little bit surprised by the selection of a nickel before some other things. Jacob mentioned safety. A guy like J.R. Reed from Georgia is hanging out there. There's some other options at safety that I think are value players, maybe above Vildor um, in terms of scheme, because I don't think he plays safety. I do think he's a true nickel. And Matt Waltman brought up a great point. He's very physical, Vilder is. He's extremely competitive. He will press. He is physical. He doesn't let people get off the line. He tackles. So all those things are going to be right in uh, Chuck Pagano's wheelhouse, right? It's it's Buster Screen light in a lot of ways. It's not as tall as Screen, and I don't think he's as versatile to the outside. If I'm going to play somebody outside, it's probably Shelley, um, who played outside there at Kansas State more than, than Vilder played outside at Georgia Southern. So 
Um, from a positional standpoint, specifically as a slot corner, yes. The balance on defense versus offense, not terribly surprising. Okay. About how long do you think it'll take Vildor to really find his groove inside of this defense? Whether, like you're saying, it's from that nickel position or anything else, I know that once we get down on this part of the board, the general vibe is you either take a football guy that's lacking high-end traits, or you take a high-end trait guy that might need a little bit of refining. Uh, it sounds like Vildor is part of the latter, if I'm not mistaken, but how much refining does he need, EJ? Um, if you're going to stick him in the slot, I think it slot is always slot or nickel is always an adjustment because you've got a lot of two way go routes, right? You can't have the boundary as a sort of invisible defender. So nickel is a, is a difficult position to learn probably second only to safety on the defense in terms of number of responsibilities and sort of variables. So that could take him a bit, um, physically, he deals now well with physical, the physical nature, which is something especially cornerbacks say out of the big 12 struggle with is that sort of physical ability to press, uh, you know, hold guys in the first five yards to, to a limited release. He, he doesn't, he's got that in spades. He doesn't need to learn anything about that. He's also physical coming up to tackle the ball, which is um, something that we see even high end corners um, not necessarily excelling at. So I think physically he's ready to go from a sort of competitive mindset. He's ready to go in terms of the complexity of the role and the schemes he's going to see. That's going to be a jump, especially from a place like Georgia Southern. The playbook's going to be a whole lot thicker for him at nickel than it was for him in college uh, with the Bears. So it's tough to say how fast a guy processes that information, but that's going to be the key to his success. It's not necessarily a physical jump for him. It'll be a mental one. Interesting. And based on what you've seen, Jacob, has he have you caught any development inside of Vildor's game is picking up coaching points and growing as he progressed in college, something that defined him in any capable way? I do think that he was able to grow, uh, grow a decent amount throughout his career in college. Uh, I didn't look as far back as, say, 2017, which is when he first he really started to you know, make an impact for that Georgia Southern defense, but progressively he started to build a reputation for himself as a physical shutdown corner in that conference and teams started throwing to him less. So his ball prediction uh, did fall off a little bit in his senior year, but overall, you know, he was still a quality cover cornerback who was able to make plays. If I'm not mistaken, he's had, uh, He's had a decent amount of interceptions every single year. He's been a starter for Georgia Southern, and he also has put up some good PBU numbers as well. So he's got good ball skills, and we've seen that uh, offenses tended to throw to him a little bit less as his collegiate career uh, progressed. And I think that he's gotten better as time has gone on. I do think that he's got a bit of a ceiling that he has that he can't necessarily get better than. I think, you know, at max, he's, you know, a strong depth option, uh, maybe a spot starter at the next level. Uh, so I don't know necessarily how much more he's going to develop given his skill set, considering he doesn't have, like, elite speed or anything along those lines. But I think that he's a pretty safe pick. On day three of the draft, I think that he's a type of guy, you know, you draft with in mind to have a physical depth corner. And I think that Vildor is going to be exactly that for the Bears. I think he's going to fill 
a specific role on their defense. And I don't know necessarily how much more he'll develop, but I do think that he can step in right away and play to a pretty adequate level. Sounds great to me. And here we are at right now. Philly's pick is in, which I'm not, I use more as a time spot. So before we record the next show, because the Bears haven't picked yet, with the time that we have, any final thoughts on Vildor or things that you want to see going forward in the rest of the draft? EJ? Um, yeah, I haven't been keeping up with the draft board because I've been writing up grades and, and doing podcasts. I'm trying to see. looks like Hightower just went off the board. Some of the wide receivers are starting to leave. Um, you know, there's value out there. I think if a guy like J.R. Reed, who I mentioned earlier, is still there, safety from Georgia, that would be a tremendous ad for the Bears. Uh, there's still, as Jacob mentioned earlier, some value at wide receiver, um, maybe a speed guy, but they can also get that in UDFA. A guy like Darnell Mooney from Tulane might not get drafted. Um, Hightower was a guy I would have liked to see them get, but he's off the board as ready. So at this point, it's really about the height, weight, speed, wild card. They're going to need to contribute on special teams from this point in the draft. So you're looking for athletes and those guys are around. But I still think there's some polished players that are sitting out there that the Bears could go after. So I hope that um, Pace, Pace and his scouts do their usual good job of digging through the end of the draft and picking up guys that can, A, make the team, because this is a very talented team, um, stick around and, and contribute, maybe grow into potential role players later on. That's really what you're looking for in sort of fifth, sixth, seventh round. And, you know, if they keep doing that, I think they can. I think there's great value depth in this draft which is why i'm glad they didn't trade away a lot of those lower end picks or lower round picks this year uh for a guy like travis gibson so i just want to see him put those picks to use and come away with some guys that other teams overlooked i pretty much you know agree with basically everything ej said i do think that this is you know a nice depth option i think that he's gonna offer plenty of value on special teams right out of the get-go uh there are going to be a handful of talented guys at wide receiver that like the Bears to target later because I do think that they need some additional speed there. Uh, I guess the fact that they haven't taken a receiver early is a bit of a vote of confidence in Riley Ridley uh, for him to take over as that starting Z receiver, which I'm personally okay with. That's a I good point. Think, I still think that the Bears may need to add some more speed to the position, but... I do think that if they give Riley Ridley a chance, uh, he, I know he didn't have a spectacular rookie season, but if you turn on the tape from Georgia from uh, 2018 and uh, prior to that, you know, he's, he's a smart player. He's a good route runner, and I think that he can develop into something. So I'm okay with putting him into a bigger role, giving Javon Wims maybe a bit more snaps, but I do expect the Bears to draft the receiver at some point and I would like to see them uh, add some depth to the offensive line as well. Sounds good to me. Also sounds like we've got some solid targets for the four remaining picks that the Bears have. Guys, thanks so much for chatting with me, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for having us.